0: we're gonna we're gonna sound good
1: check, we're, gonna sound, check, check, good okay. we're good. gonna sound real good okay we're gonna sound real good velvety smooth guys delicious <laughs> all right
0: how do we how do we sound are we good
1: awful terrible doesn't matter no i'm just kidding <laughs> is,
0: is amy good amy <laughs> well it was amazing. it
1: was nice nice knowing you we'll see you next week <laughs> <laughs> it's been great i love it i love it uh, yeah been...
2: all right so i think just we're good to you, go. guys are, you, you guys no, no, are no, no, in good. No, no, you guys are coming in you, good are
1: coming. you guys are fine <laughs> sorry i'm totally kidding <laughs>
3: You got some, you got some salt in you today, man. I Matt. do. You're a little I just, bit salty today. I,
1: you know, I watched um, Shield this morning, Agents of Shield. And I, I just, also watch Agents of Shield this morning. And I just, man, just save it for the show. Save it for the show. Save it for the show. Put it in your okay. pocket. Here save we... it for
3: a rainy day. You guys ready? That one song about sunshine. What?
4: The Geek Speak Podcast Network proudly presents Scene and Nerd. Viewer discretion is advised. Please make a note of it. Movies, TV, Blu-rays. Well, if you're somehow consuming it on a screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on CNN Nerd. Here are the hosts of CNN Nerd, Pacing Pete and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. me the head. What the heck
3: was that? The guys are already
2: messing around over here. The head
3: motions just got a little bit too vigorous. <laughs>
1: I have got into it a little bit too much. I may have elbowed Matt in the side of the head. Might have it's it's also we're both running off of some 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 liquid uh energy going on right now that full of ounce of fun right now how did
3: the how did the cashier lady at the corner store look at you and again she
1: looked at me very concerned for my she, health i think she thinks that we have a problem <laughs> she said she said oh you're buying two cans of red bull today <laughs> but, and, um, but at least it covered it up right? and i was just like yeah <laughs> It's one of those days. No, you're like no, oh, no. Man. This one's for a friend. I swear. And then I followed up with with a raised eyebrow. She she gave me a raised eyebrow. Said, like, "Oh yeah, it's for actually for my friend. Not both are not for me. I don't want to <laughs> yeah, sure uh, okay. pass out." In heart and she's attack. like,
0: "Uh huh." Sure. sure,
1: friend. Air quotes and everything. Friend. I
2: slipped you a business card to a help helping group. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that was a good way to start the show. Welcome to Scene and Nerd. I'm your host, Payson Pete. Alongside always is my co-host, Mister. Casey Franco. Hi, hi, hi. And Mr. Amsazi. That's me. And along always with us, uh, like they were last week, uh, Miss Amy Marie.
3: Woo. hey yo, There she is.
2: And Miss Lauren Galloway.
3: Hi, guys. We're clapping. Yeah, it's a golf clap. Golf clap. Nice to have you ladies back.
2: And we have a special guest on today. Uh, He is the host of the Flash Podcast. Uh, Everyone, please welcome Andy B. What's up, Andy? Thank you for uh, being on the show today.
4: thank you for having me
2: it's it's exciting Uh, i listen to your show all the time and it's it's very awesome i mean that's like my fix after the flash so it's uh it's it's a pleasure to have you on and uh we're excited to talk about all these geeky things with you
4: well likewise you know that's that's what i do on my friday nights uh friday (laughs) afternoons or whatever it is
2: (laughs) very cool very cool all right, so we're going to kick things off with uh, Matt's Redactions, Matt. What did we screw up last week?
4: All right. So, I'm going to throw a
1: curveball at you, Pete, because you throw, always, <laughs> you always throw curveballs at us. I'm going to give I one do? to you, Pete. Uh kind of no redactions. However, if you guys are fans or you guys are friends with us on Facebook, uh Pete put up a pretty interesting article <laughs> the other night. It was a uh, 14 reasons why Big Bang Theory <laughs> is the worst show on television. I read it. I fact-checked something like it that. too. Uh, it led to some some really good discussion actually, and mm. some uh, heartfelt comments on both sides it, of the argument. It got
3: heated. It got heated, so, but um, uh, I think we're better people because of
1: it. Yes, we 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 left the conversation knowing a lot more. Um, so I'm gonna just throw a grenade into the internet and just uh, get weigh in on 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 everyone's thoughts about uh, the hot topic that is Big Bang Theory and how it affects negatively or positively affects uh, nerd culture, quote unquote. Um, Some some stuff that I said uh, on the thing was I was backing up the show. It really grew up on me I uh, grew on me. I didn't really like it at first I thought it was just stereotypes blah blah blah, but uh, getting to know the characters on the show um, i I've learned to like it a lot more so this redaction is actually for uh, Most of the negative comments that I've been saying over the course <laughs> of this show I personally want to redact a little bit of it So I just want to make a little legal notice here uh, all
3: views uh <laughs> Proclaimed by Matt Salzy are the opinions uh, of Matt the, Salzy exclusively, exclusively, by. exclusively of Matt Salzy, and I definitely <laughs> still hate that show. I definitely still
1: hate it, which is fine. You know, last time I checked, it was America. Whether or not you're listening <laughs> right. outside that of is... America, but we're recording in America.
0: We're every country. We, yeah, we're good.
1: You know, it's we're all good. I've, I'm just saying, I'd like to redact some of the negative comments I've had in the show, um, because yeah, I've uh, I've learned to like. Not learn to like. I I've grown to really like these characters, and they have developed. And uh, for a show that started out um, very broad comedy, it still is broad comedy. It's a sitcom on a network, so you can't you have to expect that. But there's there are a lot of redeeming qualities, and I've changed my mind a lot of things. So uh, this is kind of my uh, little soapbox. Uh, not oh, I'm not getting on it right now. I already did it on Facebook. But uh, anybody out there on the Facebook, Twitter universe if you guys want to weigh in on on the idea big bang theory we'll right? post it up on our on our twitter so yeah, everyone knows what they're talking about do you think about? it's good bad what are your thoughts on it i want to extend the discussion to everyone just beyond me and pete's uh, friends that weighed in so um yeah. yeah i don't know if you guys want to say like a quick bit on that or, yeah, um, or what but
2: I don't uh amy can, let's kick things off with you are you a big fan of the big bang theory and what are your thoughts on the whole uh idea that it's just one huge stereotype
5: this is an interesting conversation because i actually don't really have a whole lot of opinion on it um i tend to i like the big bang theory i watch it there was a period of time where i watched it like pretty compulsively like i would watch it every week and i feel like that was like season three or four and they're on what like seven now I think Eight, yeah. um so they're getting yeah something like that um for me, it's just a fun show to watch when it pops on television with my family um, at home. We're all nerds. So for us, it's kind of fun to watch that because there's different generations of nerds in my family. So some jokes I get, some jokes my mom gets. Um, I enjoy when they bring up the Star Trek stuff. So, and, you know, I have a little, well, oh gosh, he's now 16 and a half. Oh, wow. My little, No. <laughs> I think my little brother, seventeen. I was gonna say thirteen initially, and now you're I, being
2: recorded so, right now, Amy. <laughs> I might
5: cry. Oh man. Um, anyway, uh, you know, so it's really fun because all the people in my family can watch it. Uh, it definitely plays up the stereotypes. I've never had an issue with it. I find it funny. Um, there are some times where I was like, okay, this is a little much, but I don't mind it. I've never minded it. There are some episodes that are not funny, and you watch it and you go, hmm. No, that that really actually wasn't that funny at all. Um, Most of the time, if it relates to dirty jokes, I'm not a fan of that kind of potty humor. So anytime they have those kind of things coming on, um, I'm not a big fan of it. But sometimes they're really they're really entertaining episodes. and I definitely I enjoy watching the characters. I think Sheldon is fascinating. I think Amy is a great addition to the to the show. Um, I think Penny has been bothering me a little bit recently. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I don't I don't really have a preference either way. I'm not gonna die if it's canceled, but I'm certainly gonna be bummed that I don't see it, but like I'll just watch reruns when it's on syndication in between you know episodes of whatever we're watching at my house. It's not a big deal for me. So that's my, that's my nonchalant, not really having a position position.
2: Okay. Uh, Lauren.
0: Um, yeah, I, I, feel the same way Amy does. I enjoy watching it when it's on my parents and I absolutely love it. We love watching them try to buy comic-con tickets. We love seeing people like James Earl Jones yes. the guest star on the show, but it's not something that I have to watch every week. And in terms of stereotyping, it's, it's such an interesting way to look at a show because someone could look at that show and say, wow, there's actually representation for my community on television. There are actual, like, intelligent, smart people who go to Comic Cons and own lightsabers and have Han Solo statues, you know, in their living room. You know, like, those are the type of things that, that we all have in our lives that you never get to see on television. You know, usually when shows bring up nerd culture, they're making fun of it. Like, oh, you went to that comic thing, you know? And so I think the Big Bang Theory does a really good job of making nerd culture acceptable. Do they hit the mark every time? Not necessarily, but I don't think, I don't think Mark, what's his name, Mark Sandrowski. I don't think he's ever approached the show as trying to make fun of it. I think he's always tried to show it in a realistic light. And I think it's it's pretty fun. It's not my favorite show, but I think it's one of the only shows that actually gives nerd culture, like, some credit.
5: I'd like to change my answer to what Lauren just said. That was a lot more coherent than what I just
1: said. I'd say well-articulated and, like pretty much hit all the points that, yeah. that i said on on facebook it's it, it's more of a celebration of it and there's no ill feeling it's not poking fun i feel like it's just kind of like a lot of the times where people are like like when penny in the first couple of seasons are like oh like what's comic-con and they go oh, you know like for us that's a big deal for you know someone yeah. to not know what that is because we're in that you, we're in that you know culture we're in that universe so like um i think it's it's fun just whenever they they mention something like that and they are saying like yeah it's just it's a normal thing that we are all just really interested about is like anything else someone else is interested about. So I think that's one of the things that I really enjoy about the show and, and, and stuff like that. So, um, haters going to hate, hate, hate,
4: uh, Andy, do you, do you happen to have a,
2: <laughs> an opinion at, on the, the topic of I'm stereotypes? You get right right yeah, such a so dis- disapproving look from me just now.
4: <laughs> I, uh, I am a huge fan of the show. I, I remember I didn't watch the first two, three seasons, but I remember like one night I, you know, just caught it on TV and I was like, hey, wait, it's a show about nerds. Okay, I may need to pay some attention now because um, it just looks like something different from what I'd seen before. So I caught up on all the previous three seasons and I like it a lot. One of the things I really enjoy about the show is how, how they're able to not you know, overdo the whole geekdom. Like they're kind of making it known as you know, it's a ca- it's a, it's a thing now. It's a it's you know, it's not. They're not trying to be like, oh my god, geek power. You know, they're not trying to poke fun at it and so on. They're just trying to make it you know, like sexuality for example. It's a thing now. You know, you're either straight or you're gay or you're bisexual or a lesbian or you know, you're a geek for example, whatnot. So they're making it very casual, and I like that. Although, I will admit that some of the latest season has been a little bit not so good for me. Uh, I will say that um, the, the addition of Amy was a great addition because I love that character a lot. Um, Raj is the one thing I've had a lot of problems with throughout the whole series because I don't think they know really what to do with him because it feels very forced some of, the, some of the times because it's like okay we get it he can't talk to girls without being drunk or at least he used to be like that so um, I, I, I'm a huge fan of it you know I don't know I won't say that I watch it live every Thursday sometimes you know either I'm in bed or you know just reading comics or doing other things or I I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I can waste – not waste, but I can spend 30 – waste, wow. I can spend 30 <laughs> minutes watching it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, that's cool. You know, this whole thing started with, like I said, Matt Matt said I posted something on – it was my own personal Facebook, and I didn't – basically, I just want to say, like, what I put in there was I agree with some of it, but I don't agree with all of it. Yeah. And part of that just came from my own thing where uh, I was at work, and this guy I know who who doesn't really talk about, like, nerd and geek culture just happened to be say how he <laughs> – um, how he uh, watches the big bank there and he's a big fan of it. And so I was like, okay, cool. So one day I told him, I was like, oh, yeah, I took my daughter to this comic book convention thing. And so his first reaction to it was, you're not going to turn her into that, are you? And I was like, what? And I just kind of walked away because I didn't want to deal with it. Uh, and so that kind of bugged me because, okay, so you're watching it and that's the idea. that's what you're getting from the show. Mm-hmm. And so that just kind of bugged me in that way. So not to get off on a humongous rant because I could, but that's the gist of what of why I posted it and why why this all kinda came about. So um and why I saw the list and I was like, yeah. So that was my that's my opinion. That that's that's just kinda how it came from. Just to let everybody know where this all came from. So yeah, that's just my thoughts. So
0: There there is one thing that I, I can agree with you about, is that like they it's not that they stereotype nerd culture, but they stereotype nerds themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what you guys are trying to put your finger on that you have a problem with. Well, what because like not everybody who goes to Comic-Con and watches Star Wars like is a is, is like almost as idiotic as some of those characters can be sometimes, you know? Like you can be a very normal person, you can watch football and be married and have a girlfriend, like there there are a lot of stereotypes on that show, which is true.
5: That's that's very true. I mean, I I'm not at all in the science field. I mean, I'm an animal science major, but that's the veterinary industry. It's it's kind of different. I I guess that's medical, but I'm not like a theoretical physicist. I'm not an astronaut. Um, I would like to think that I'm a generally sociable person and not socially inept. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Lauren's got a really good point they're they're trying to do nerd culture but they are definitely stereotyping nerds as only being the ones who have six phds and um, social ineptitudes and so while there are certainly there's certainly that level there's also the the other end of the chart where people who are You know, we we try to make nerd culture as something that everybody can embrace and everybody can be a part of. And I think Simon Pegg once said that basically being a geek is just having something that you obsess over and love over and love getting involved with. And I'm like, you don't need to to be in the science field or be um, a Ph.D. holder to be obsessed with Star Wars or to be absolutely devastated that you didn't get Comic-Con tickets. So that's a very good point that Lauren's bringing up.
3: Yeah, I, I feel as though it, it's just like it's a misunderstanding of, of who the audience for the show would be. Yeah. I as a as a nerd myself, I guess I I don't feel like the show is for me because I it, it's about geek friends and, and how they go about their lives and things like that. But they'll spend 10 minutes on a Star Trek like weird situation or something like that. It's like, okay, I got it. It was funny for like 30 seconds or something like that. So as far as like geeky shows go or portrayals of nerd culture goes, I I would say that like Silicon Valley does it a lot better. It's, it's a little bit more tongue in cheek, not really as blatant. It, it, it doesn't do the stereotype things as you guys have been saying and, and uh, it's a little bit more real of a portrayal, I think. It, it's it, The show Big Bang Theory is meant for people who wouldn't normally be familiar with that kind of thing and so the caric- caricatures that they paint of these people are 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 four people unlike me who don't already have those people yeah. in their lives. Yeah. I'm yeah. here in a studio with two of the nerdiest guys I've <laughs> ever met in my entire life. Well, I don't you. need I don't need Sheldon. <laughs> I don't need Sheldon. I got mad.
1: Wow, you're me, me with Sheldon. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know I, I don't know how to say that. It's compliment. I think it's compliment. Yeah. Come at me. Come at me, bro. I Come said it.
3: Play it down.
2: All right. Someone so. has way more hair than me, so that's that's, that's what it is really. <laughs> Thank you. It's a compliment. Well that was a good that was a good topic to uh, talk Yeah, about. I, I chucked the good. grenade and it's nice to know that it didn't really go off. So yeah, that's no, good. We'll, we'll try to <laughs> see we'll try to <laughs> carry this <laughs> over there on Twitter and Facebook and see how yeah, people. Yeah, we wanna hear where the listeners are are
1: are weighing in on it.
2: All right, so, um, so all right.
3: Henceforth, those uh, comments have been <laughs> redacted. <There it> is. <laughs> nice. All right,
2: so moving on to the movies out this week. Uh, first up, we got Chappie. That's at thirty-one percent on the Tomato Meter. Uh, Unfinished Business. That's at six percent on the Tomato Meter, uh, and the second best exotic Marigold Hotel, which is at sixty-two percent on the Tomato Meter. So the only
1: thing on the, of uh, uh, batting over five hundred. <laughs> yeah, pretty so much. Pretty much.
2: I mean, it's a uh, because I, I know a lot of people are, are kind of hyped about Chappie. Um, I wasn't. I, I heard I was, a lot I of was people were
1: that wasn't uh, wasn't hyped. I d-
2: I didn't know much about it, but I whenever I first started hearing about it, people automatically would say short circuit and say, yeah. "Oh, it's Johnny 5." And I I mean, I grew up on that, so I didn't necessarily see the connection too much. I'm just like, "Okay, so he's a robot that wants to be like more than what he is." So I'm like, yeah. "That's been done a lot, but doesn't mean it's exactly short circuit." So, maybe I was taking that personally.
1: Hey, I, I want to
2: see their I don't know what what do you want to say to me?
5: Oh no! I was just gonna say I feel like they keep doing this. They keep doing iRobot. They keep doing data. Yeah. They keep doing the intelligent. Intelligent. I want someone to come up with something different. I want someone to come up with an artificial intelligence story that is is different. Um, actually, I mean, with I her, guess, I guess uh, uh, we can it. throw <laughs> Ultron into this. Yeah, um, yeah. So here's 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 the challenge. If Avengers can make. Artificial intelligence different I will be satisfied but if it's it it, it will frustrate me if it's just another movie about an artificial intelligence wanting to be more human but I think what's what's gonna be fascinating about Ultron is that ultimately he's the anti-human he's opposite Mm -hmm. of humanity so that's that's gonna be interesting I like seeing an an alternate an artificial intelligence who wants to be evil but like Chappie, I saw it and I'm like "Eh, it's been done yeah I'm not really interested
4: yeah very good. plus the name's weird yeah, I think with someone like Josh Whedon, I think that you will get something new with with Ultron because, you know, even though he's basing it on characters that are already established in the comics, he always puts a little spin on it whenever it's someone new and and whatnot. So I'm sure that you know, and also you have James Spader doing the voice, so I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be the stereotypical thing. I do think that we, 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 one thing we've already seen that is a little bit typical about an AI, you know, taking over, you know, trying to take over the world and stuff like is that he has he has an army. In all those yeah. trailers, I'm like. Like, how does he have? Like, how many months are going by in this film for for him to have all these armies? I'm like, he's recruiting
0: like, on Craigslist.
4: <laughs> yes, he. Could you? Do you imagine have delusions
0: all... of grandeur. Come join my all front army.
5: <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make a fake Craigslist post for. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make a satire post. Okay, it'll be up. I'll make it at some point here. Oh, we it's
2: gonna gotta, happen. We gotta Sa- see that. That's safe good.
1: neighborhood. Can bring a friend if you want for safety. <laughs> nice.
2: <laughs> Oh boy! So, the, so those are the movies coming out this week. Uh, and then on uh, Blu-ray, um, I was looking at the list. The only every, okay, let me just put it this way: everything. There was one movie at fifty percent on the Tomato meter. Everything else was like below thirty. Yikes. So I, the only one I, I brought up was Foxcatcher because you know it was nominated for an Oscar yeah. and everything. And I actually did watch that. Um, it's definitely what one was of the. That about again. It's with Steve Carell, Channing Tatum, and Mark Ruffalo, and 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 I can say that. Uh, they completely make you forget who they are because they're so good in their characters, and it's basically about You're this saying that about Channing Tatum. I right? am. Tatum. And, wow. And, yeah, yeah. Okay. But he's getting better. He's he is getting better. He is getting better, <laughs> and 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 this movie certainly shows that. Um, but it, just to, just to quickly tell you guys what it's about, uh, Steve Carell plays this uh, kind of loner, uh, introvert who has a lot of money, comes from a family—I mean, generations of wealth—and he recruits Channing Tatum to. Uh, you know well he wants to basically back him to be in the like wrestling like world championships okay and this is based on a true story and basically basically what happens is it gets it gets really really twisted and steve curl's character is really really bizarre uh and i i'm having a hard time really putting it to words because i really have a hard it's 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 hard to understand this actually all happened um, I don't know. Are you guys all planning to watch this? I don't want to spoil anything.
1: Yeah, uh, that sounds interesting. What kind of wrestling are we talking about, though? Are we like Macho Man Savage wrestling? No,
2: like, you know, like, uh, <laughs> prof- like you know, like, not Professional, professional wrestling, like,
0: like, wrestling? On the, like
2: on the mat wrestling on the yeah. mat wrestling that's greco right. roman wrestling yeah so it's it's although uh, that is
1: a different category I heard, but anyway <laughs> so yeah. i don't it's know not, i don't want to spoil it for it's anybody, not wwe wrestling no it's not
2: <laughs> okay um but it's just the only way i can sum it up is it's really twisted it's really weird it's very dark Yeah. Um, but what drives these days what, yeah what drives the movie is is the performances of all three guys cool tatum uh Carell and, and Ruffalo—they're all
1: really amazing in the movie. If Pete puts a stamp of approval on a Channing Tatum performance, I'm <laughs> gonna have to see it.
2: That sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it's uh it's bizarre. If you guys feel like checking it out, um, watch a little Channing. I wouldn't Tatum. say I highly it's, it's, recommend it, but it's, it's, it's okay. worth a good watch. One does time.
3: he take his shirt off?
2: Well, he's a wrestler, so you you kind of talking about
3: it. Steve Carell? <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, well played, well played. <laughs> you <laughs> still haven't answered my question that's fine
1: that is fine. for other jokes you can what follow him
2: at via blast
1: Instagram oh
3: my gosh
2: okay that that's was a good one yeah, yeah. on that yeah. note Casey take it away with uh, your rundown
3: top of my entertainment what what the fuck ever all right <laughs> here we go you? whatever all right first news big news Harrison Ford was flying an airplane on Thursday and crash landed on a golf course in Venice, California. He is in the hospital in critical condition, but his son has tweeted out that he is doing much better. He has a few lacerations, but he is doing okay. Just confirming, Harrison Ford is indeed still a total and complete badass, (laughs) even at his ripe old age. It's awesome. (laughs) He is so fucking cool. He fell from the sky onto a golf course, and he's just, he's like brushing it off. He's going to be okay. Okay. I'm sure he'll be okay.
2: He could he gonna have to film have a, a, a hand Solo license? scene tomorrow and he'd be cool to do it. Yeah. <laughs> basically.
0: He he has a pilot's license. Apparently okay, he so flies much. a lot. <laughs> like he say. flies helicopters, he flies old planes. The plane yeah. that he was flying was like a relic from World War Two. It's a, oh, It yeah. was oh, man. this man. little two seater Yeah. It's like a two-seater. Person... yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is well, crazy. Apparently yeah. someone like watched him land the plane and said it was incredible how much control he had as he was wow. landing. Because, like, something went wrong during takeoff, and so he had to just, like, set her down somewhere. And so he, like, picked the golf course and, like, managed
3: to land somewhat safely.
1: Cool under pressure.
3: Yeah, nice. It's gnarly. Yeah, safe it's to very say, gnarly. Safe to say that is not the ship that made the Kestrel run in a few parsecs. That
5: is and not the that's not a one. <laughs> yeah, that was, was something different. I saw this so many times okay. yesterday.
2: <laughs> I will say, though, I saw the best tweet, though, last night. It, it, somebody said uh, the internet... Uh, We love you Harrison And he said uh, Harrison Ford I said I know (laughs) <laughs> I thought that was great. Wait, did he really? Oh, no, man. no, no. I mean, somebody just made that up. But I thought that was oh. just perfect, perfect tweet of the night. I
3: was like doing homework in a cafe when I read about this, and I got the little beep on my phone. It's like Harrison Ford in plane crash. And I was like, no, and I like slid all the papers <laughs> off my desk. I'm like, you just took Nemo. You can't take Ford too. No. <laughs> I know. I said. I said similar I yesterday
4: too. <laughs> I said. I, I said. I said their universe. We just lost one icon last week. I, we, I don't think any of us is ready to lose another no, one. Not so just get. Well, well, whatever. Apparently,
3: he wasn't ready to go either. So he he'll he'll he's expected to make a full recovery. We're very, we're all very happy about that.
4: You know what? I think Harrison Ford is probably the only person on this goddamn planet that could probably tell Death, I'm not ready go back.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's yeah. like,
1: hey man, time to go. And Harrison, Ford, Harrison Ford's like, nah, his, nah, bra.
4: He's <laughs> <his laughs> like, nah, no.
2: don't get cocky. He's <laughs> gonna <laughs> <is> <laughs> be like, you really wanna know who shot first?
1: <laughs> You're on a roll,
3: Casey.
0: Have you guys seen the memes that are going around today? It's like like pictures of Harrison Ford's crash, and people have Photoshopped the Millennium Falcon like on the golf course. Oh,
2: my God. That's hilarious. That is awesome.
0: Okay, I get it. Oh, no. I get it. The best one I saw was one picture was the Millennium Falcon in the golf course, and then instead of – um, what's his name? Instead of Harrison on the stretcher, it was Han in the Carbonite.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: Oh in oh, an is so clever. Alright, yeah, what I you got next right. case?
3: Alright, so speaking of man candy, um <laughs> Me? Leo DiCaprio, uh right. Leonardo DiCaprio has partnered with Netflix to do a series of documentaries. Mm. Uh oh. following suit with the likes of uh Patrick Stewart and Morgan Freeman and It's kind of the cool thing for actors like who are in the good public eye to just kind of do documentaries these days. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's trying
1: to use this route to get an Oscar finally. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I was going to say, is this a documentary about him, like his struggles about not getting
4: an Oscar? Oh my God, you know what they're going to do? He's going to do his own version of Birdman, but it's going to be about a man. (laughs) Just think think about it. And here
3: here we see the wild DiCaprio. (laughs) (laughs) You go, no, you're good. The Oscar drought has been rough on the DiCaprios.
4: (laughs) Directed by Christopher Nolan, the most realistic documentary ever.
1: Oh, it's going to... Don't even bother reading the rest of the article, Casey. No, no. That is what it is. It's what it's about. It doesn't matter what it's written. It's what it's going to be now.
5: Music composed by Hans Zimmer. Oh, man.
1: (laughs) So epic. Super epic.
5: Like, can Uh, you just imagine (laughs) him? Like, he walks onto a street, and there's, like, a slow pan, and you hear, like, super epic music, and then, like, Batman comes in, and then... He sweeps away, and he's like carrying Leo, Leo's uh, Oscar, and Batman's like, ha ha! Just Aww,
1: gonna, and the film is spiraling. And the
4: film, and the film will be written by Stephen Amell and Michael Bay. Michael <laughs> Bay's gonna write. Wow, <laughs> that's pretty. You good. will have lots of bu- you will have lots of explosions mm-hmm. and big boobs and yeah. uh, sincerely, all over the place. Nice. Uh, and this is directed
5: by uh, uh, J J Abrams.
4: No, no we <laughs> have them all. Everywhere. We Girl, have we, them no, all. <laughs> directed oh, by five Nolan.
0: directors.
4: <laughs> all right. can we buy stan lee for some reason why not
3: (laughs) all right uh let's see so next we got uh that new vince vaughn movie what's it called unfinished business Mm. i don't know how good it's gonna be but they're they're doing an interesting marketing campaign uh the cast, I know that Dave Franco's in it, Vince Vaughn's in it. They did a series of stock images. I don't know if anyone has ever worked with, like, corporate imaging or anything like that. Mm. But you use a lot of, like, Getty's photos and things like that. It's just really generic, like, business people in suits and ties smiling yeah. with, like, really overlit photos and things like that. The entire cast from Unfinished Business did a series of stock photos. That and they awesome. are actually available for use in <laughs> in company business meetings and things like that. So if, you, uh, if you're looking for some... Uh, some vector graphics for your fucking pie charts. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Vince Vaughn's got your back. (laughs) Nice. All right. Next up. Uh, sadly, uh, I got two, two stories actually. First of all, sad news. Uh, X files might be leaving Netflix very soon. And there was a big campaign. There was a big campaign like, Hey, tweet at Netflix. Tell them not to leave X files. So, okay. So it's very sad. We hope that they don't leave X files. All right. So second, second piece of news, uh, Netflix has confirmed that X Files is not leaving Netflix. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that. Wow. So still tweet at Netflix and tell them not to get rid of X Files. I in was mid tweet,
1: but I will send it anyway. Okay. <laughs> nice.
3: And that's going to do it for my entertainment. Whoa!
2: What the fuck ever? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the segment's called.
3: It's
1: like pillows on my ears. It was nice. It was nice. The whisper, yeah.
2: All right. So keeping with the, with the theme, we're going to do really quickly the comic book. Uh, do a quick. Uh, comic book movie rundown news. Uh, everybody, in one word. Hey, uh, starting with you, Andy. What did you think of the Avengers trailer? One word.
1: Find a good one. Mm.
4: Majestic.
2: Uh, Lauren.
0: Freaking epic. Can that be one word? That's fine. We'll <laughs> take
2: it. Uh, Amy.
3: Um.
1: Um.
5: Uh, uh, I don't remember it. I only watched it once intentionally. I remember the super <laughs> epic like comic book. But you watched the part, <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um. Oh, I know. I know. My word uh-huh. is spader.
2: Oh, oh very nice. Uh, I like that nice one. Good choice. Like that. That.
3: Oh, all right. My word is uh. My word is cupcake. <laughs> it makes so much more sense if you let me say more than one fucking <laughs> word. But that's okay. All you get is cupcake. That's fine. <sighs>
1: I'm going to go with a uh, who in reference to who the hell is that guy at the end of the trailer. And then we researched him. Yeah. And now I feel a lot smarter. That's the vision. The vision. Oh, ball. my word should have been vision, know. not who. But I thought I it was, I thought it was going to be I,
3: my, I thought it was data from, from next gen. I don't know <laughs> I mean, why I thought that. I was yeah. like, look at his eyes. It has to be data. You mean data. <laughs> I was going to say, I was da- going to say
2: data. 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 Say it Casey, data. Gordy LaFord. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And Casey Franco with the save. Oh, man, that was good. Uh, my word would be uh, spectacular. So, yeah. Right. I think we all we all pretty much love the So, trailer. all positive. All positive. Because cupcakes are positive, too. Um, I
5: just realized you missed the uh, John Luck Picard option.
1: John, <laughs> John Luck
2: Picard. Oh. oh, my gosh. We're going to come up with so many names. Oh, man. All right. So, uh, real quickly, Iron Man actor Ferran Tahir, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh he's joining Supergirl as the commander. So a little bit of casting news for Supergirl right there. Um and then I found something really interesting. My mic is all jacked up here. Um, in oil? uh one of the plot some synopsis for Arrow That's coming black. up, uh Diggle ties the knot. Ooh. I'm just gonna leave it at that. What like hey is di- to his is he- friends? <laughs>
5: Did you guys not know this? Did you not see, like, the thousands of pictures that came out from the wedding and the, like, video that Stephen Amell took at the wedding? I'm just
2: looking at these now. <laughs> I,
5: with I, Brandon Routh. He was coming up with his word. Stephen Amell, like, went and asked, like, most of the main cast members to come up with a word, like, he did with grat- seriously, and so yeah. he interviewed. It what was grat- his word?
0: Gratitudinal.
2: Gratitud- <laughs>
3: that's that's gratitudinal.
2: Word. Nice, oh, nice. That's a good word. So that'll be interesting. Uh, everyone get a look at the Joker's possible new look. Jared Lotto cleaned house. And by that, I mean he shaved and cleaned and uh, had a humongous haircut. Nope. So I'm so sorry no for more him.
4: No, no more Jesus look alike.
2: No more. None of that. No, that's. Uh, well, now
0: he, he looks like the blonde guy he played in Fight Club. Yeah,
2: he does. That's true. He what? Totally first, does. Rule, first rule of Fight Club.
3: First rule <laughs> of Fight What? I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. <laughs> Don't talk about Fight Club. What I'm talking
2: about. Actually, if his hair was uh brown, he would look like the character from American Psycho, too. So cleaned up. Everybody knows what I'm talking about, right? Nope. Oh, my. Christian wow. Bale's character <laughs> yes. with the slick back hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, so that's it for now. That's for that's it for this week. I want to jump into TV talk. Let's jump Lots on it. TV. Let's jump into TV talk.
1: Push that button.
3: Everyone hold your breaths because this definitely won't take a long time queuing up the intro to TV Talk. Crank that. <laughs>
2: Put the remote
4: down, put the earbuds in, sit back, listen, the boys will catch you up on what's happening on TV. Warning, there might be spoilers ahead. TV Talk on CNN Nerd. All
2: right, let's jump into TV Talk this week. And first, we're going to start off with Gotham. Uh, There was uh, quite a few things going on this week. We had... uh, Fish hanging out with doll how do I say it? Doll Maka? doll something like that. Dol, I,
5: which sounds an awful lot like doll maker. Doll maker,
2: yeah, I thought that was very interesting. Uh, you know, you got um, Alfred still in the hospital uh, from being stabbed from the in the previous episode. Uh, let's see what Alfie. else. Hmm.
5: I said Alfie. Oh,
2: sorry. <laughs> sorry <I'm just> <laughs> <Just ignore. laughs> Um, so you, and then also you had Gor, uh, Gordon and Dent kind of teaming up a little bit because uh, Bullock was had his own little issues. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Um, how about Andy? Why don't you kick things off for us? Uh, tell me what you thought of uh, Gordon and Dent team up. You know, you got you got a uh, future har you got future Harvey Two Face and Gordon team up. Tell me what you thought about that in this episode.
4: I liked it. I've been waiting for him to come back for a while now. I haven't. You know, I was wondering because they kept saying that he's a recurring. He's a recurring. Like, well. Where the F is he? Uh, oh, wait. I can actually curse now. Where the <laughs> fuck is he? So I've been wondering, like, well... He, so I was glad when he came back. And, so, and I like that. I like that they're going v- very much from p- being procedural and being more into serialized, even though with some procedural a- element, too, because it's Fox, and they will take any genre that they know and just make a procedural out of it. But, um, no, I I enjoyed it. I, I, I like the actor, although I'm still bothered by the fact that, you know, I like when Harvey is... Bruce's age, but now he's like you know, this young twenty-five-year-old handsome dude and whatever. But you know I like the actors, so I don't mind that. But no, I liked it, their team up.
2: Cool, uh, Amy, what did you think of that?
5: Yeah, same thing for me. I really enjoyed seeing seeing a uh, Dent back. I was really looking forward to him coming back. I liked seeing the team up. Um, it's nice for me to see to see Gordon with somebody who's kind of on the same playing field as him as far as his morals and ethics go. Uh uh, oh, shoot! What's his partner's name? Harvey.
4: Bullock. Oh,
5: Bullock. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Bullock. uh, You know, Bullock has lines he's willing to cross. We've seen it. He's a little bit more rough around the edges. I appreciate seeing Gordon get the opportunity to work with somebody who really kind of exists on the same sphere as far of as far as what they're going to do. They're both willing to cross lines together, but they're both willing to not cross lines together. So I think that they the two of them have a very clearly defined idea of where they're willing to go for a certain, you know, for a certain thing and i appreciate that i really like seeing that so i think that i hope we see more team ups with them i really like them i also think that they have a great kind of comedic relationship together I think that they both both the actors play off each other really well, so I liked it. It was kind of a an unexpected bromance that came up, so I'm cool with
2: that. <laughs> yeah, it really wasn't expected. Now, now, uh, staying with with Gordon, um, what did you guys think, uh, Amy? I'll start with you. What did you think of him going to Penguin for help? I mean, this is something he 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 did once, and then he regretted it, and and he you know at that time it seemed like he would never go back to Penguin again because he saw what would be the end result. Uh, what did you think of him kind of you know? being forced in that position
5: I think if Bullock tells you you shouldn't do it you shouldn't do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so Bullock was very adamantly no don't go to Penguin don't give cobble anything and of course he did but whether it was worth it or not I still don't know I think in 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 Jim's mind it is um, I think that he really really wanted to put what's his face the bad guy co- behind bars um, and so he was really willing to do anything it took because ultimately it was kind of um, the, the the greater good. The guy that they put away had been, you know, really kind of a thorn in the Gotham PD's shoes. And with him out of the way, and now that he controls the um, the commissioner, I think that Gordon has a lot more power now in the Chicago or in I said Chicago PD in the Gotham. <laughs> PD. So I think he views it as a win because he knows that ultimately he's going to have to pay, but that whatever he is going to have to give Penguin can't be worse than letting everybody else, let letting the, the, I almost said it again, the Gotham PD fall down the drain. So I think he sees it as a situation where he really didn't have a choice unless he wanted to see his whole police department just completely collapse. So I think he probably views it as something that was worth it. That being said, I'm curious what Penguin's gonna ask. We'll we'll see. We'll see what comes up.
2: Yeah, that's gonna be really interesting. Uh, Andy, uh, what do you think of uh, Gordon going to Penguin?
4: Well, it's kind of predictable because we've been seeing that like, for a while, actually. But um, because like last week, how he was so not subtle. He was just like, you know, well, one day, Jim, you're gonna need to come back to me, and you're gonna need my help. Regardless, it's like okay, let's just wait till next week, and that's exactly what happened. But those two are just so much fun to to follow. There, I don't know what it is. Well, you know, anything Penguin does is awesome. Even if he would kill someone, it would be like, oh my god, it's exciting. But um, no, but I, I like that those two have this. Is it okay to say frenemy relationship? Of course. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's well, that's how I look at that then. All
2: right. Um, now moving on to Fish Mooney. Now she's got. Whatever it is she's going on with doll Maka, as, as we, uh, you know, as Amy said earlier, is a little close to doll Maker. So uh, what do you guys think of that whole thing? Andy, do you think this is going to be something where she's going to make it out alive? Um, you know, because she basically, you know, in the previous episode, s- stabbed herself in the eye so that he couldn't do anything. But then they still put her eye back in and it was a blue eye. So uh, what do you think is going to happen with Fish in the position
4: she's in right now? Well, um, OK, so. This is spoiled territory. So, it, does that include bringing up news that just like broke a couple of hours ago and whatnot? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah that's fine. Well, um, it w- it was revealed that, uh, well, Jada Pinkett Smith was recently on live with Kelly and Michael, and apparently she revealed that she will be leaving the show uh, by the end of the season, that her contract is up, and. Um, like she just came out and said that you know I, I've you know I'm done and my my year is done and it, I'm not expected to come back. Yeah, that's gonna be very so. really
2: interesting. <laughs> I don't. I guess that means what? Do you think that means that she's gonna be killed off? I mean that. I mean,
4: I would not at this point. I, that's what I think is gonna happen. But you know what? There's they could you know just to kind of screw with the fans a little bit who think that they they know everything the writers are doing mm-hmm. that maybe. They will, they will send her off somewhere so that in the future they might be able to bring her back. But the problem is that this character has been so mixed for a lot of people. That something you know she has her Earth kids personality and whatnot, and sometimes she is actually a pretty cool character. But I I don't know. I I think with a talent like her, I think it would be nice to to keep her. You know, leave the doors open for her to come back. But I don't know. It's a, it's a it's a mystery. Uh, a- Amy, what do you think of this? Do you think it'll be
2: like an addition by subtraction thing if they obviously replace her character with somebody else? Uh, what do you think of, of Fish leaving the show uh, after this season?
5: Um, I'm going to play kind of the, the the feminist card. I'm a little frustrated that she's leaving because she's the only adult female character with the exception of Barbara Gordon. And I guess the captain. The captain's there. She's cool. I'm I'm game with that, but she's not a, a main character mm-hmm. um, we've got we've got Ivy and Cat as young yeah. girls and we've got Barbara Gordon who's kind of spiraling out of control and frankly is bothering me or she's not she's not Barbara Gordon yet is she she's just No she's, she's never going to be
4: Barbara Gordon <laughs> Well that's that's <laughs> yeah, her so mom she's... That's... Oh well there you go okay wait, no, wait, so... wait wait I'm sorry wait so for 18 episodes you thought that bad girl has it, like the future Batgirl has been her. I don't know.
5: I don't know. Well, I don't you know do. what I thought.
2: <laughs> but but
5: uh, you know, going back to the Fish Mooney thing, it's gonna frustrate me a little bit that she's leaving, unless they bring in another female character. I we so rarely see really good female villains and that's what fish is ultimately she's doing everything for herself she is not a kind person she is not a good individual even all the stuff that she's doing there to protect her family on the like prison on lian Yu thing that's going on she she's doing it as a self-serving facet she has to have power she's such an interesting character that way because she's willing to go distance in a way that we don't always see a lot of female characters doing we don't necessarily see the female villains who are willing to kill and to do what she did i mean heck she took a spoon and dug her own eye out <laughs> i mean that's shock factor and i appreciate that a lot and so i hope that if they if they, if she leaves it's because they're bringing in another female lead um doesn't necessarily have to be a villain i would appreciate it if it is but it's gonna be a little estrogen deficient, in my opinion, if we don't get another. What <laughs> it is.
3: Um, I'm sorry, I love it. Anyway, I love it. Anyway, that love that.
5: that was very. So funny. that's that's just that's just kind of my thought on it. You know, playing a little yeah, bit of a devil's devil's side right there. I would really hope that if that when she leaves, they will be bringing back a strong female character because I really do think that fish contributes a lot to the to the show. I think that Jada Pinkett Smith's um, Her ability to act with her voice Is so spectacular I love the way she speaks Because it's t- it's irksome It gets under your skin And so I'm really going to miss her I do suspect that if they're getting rid of her It's going to progress the story A la Sarah Lance But it has to be done properly And so I really hope that it's not just because The actress is leaving But because they had planned from the beginning To have fish leave or die or whatever and um now you know we're gonna see someone else
4: well as a side note
5: is equally powerful
4: sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you but you know as a side note you know she well the thing i remember from last year early on when after she got cast was that she even mentioned on her facebook page that she had you know i'm so proud to have signed on for a year with this amazing cast and whatnot so she's been hinting since day one that this could be someone that we might see exit at some point and so I wasn't too surprised about the announcement and whatnot, but I do think that... I feel like there, there should be more things they can do with her, especially since since she's Jada Spangett-Smith, so... That's
2: a good point. Um, I, I did want to end the Gotham talk real quickly on this, and that was with Nygma's character. Uh, so with uh, Nygma's character, I feel like we're being teased that... Uh, He's hitting a breaking point. You know, he 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 gets tons of crap at at work from. You know, he doesn't get any respect really. Uh, he, the girl he's crushing on at work uh, is off with some other guy. You can see how heartbroken he was when he attempted to ask her out, and she's like, "Oh, I'm dating this guy." Uh, so, do you think he's more likely to go villain and become Riddler sooner or later?
5: I'm hoping it's sooner. I really hope it's sooner. Um, I think he's. Uh, I think we've been building up to it, and it's getting to the point where I'm a little bit like, okay, so when is he going to break? I think that we're going to see it very quickly here, and I think that he's probably going to end up beginning his crime or beginning his life of crime by killing his uh, his condition. So killing killing Miss What's her name's boyfriend?
2: Oh, I can't remember the girl's name.
5: I can't remember the girl's name either. I can't remember the guy's name. The cop. You know who I'm talking about. The, yeah, he's just. The one, his competition. I, yeah. The boyfriend. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like Nigma is going to kill him somehow. And I, <laughs> I love it to be like a battle of riddles, like Gollum and, 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 and Bilbo Baggins. And they're like, all right, whoever loses the riddle battle dies. <laughs> I don't know, But it's, it's going to be interesting. I think that it's, it's also fascinating because the boyfriend is into riddles. And it reminds, Nig- and, you know, he gave him a good riddle. It reminds Nigma that now he actually has some competition on la- that level as well. And I think that's really going to irk him. And so I think he's going to break soon. I think it's probably going to be, we're probably going to see Penguin's story wrap up this season or at least die down. And I would love to see Nigma's story be maybe the focal point for the villain of season two. Uh, uh,
4: uh, Andy, I like that. You want to add on to that? No, I I, I agree with what you said. I think that Riddler is well, Enigma is the one that they're gonna make as you know th- this um, th- the villain for season two. I now I like him. I always I always feel so sorry for him, but you know um, no. But I think his arc is gonna be very interesting to follow, and like and he's he's been so far really 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 cool to follow for the whole I just he's kind of like okay for all of you. Agents of Shield fans out there, he is he is fit if he had taken a dark path. <laughs>
2: Ah, not kidding that's a good uh comparison i didn't even think about that yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's a very good comparison very good um all right so that's what we thought of gotham this week so we're going to talk about uh 12 monkeys now and this is a show that uh when i first heard about it i was i didn't know what to expect i just knew it was kind of a uh, it was just uh basically taking the movie and translating it into a tv show and i really enjoyed uh the movie Twelve Monkeys I thought it was really cool um, and really good. and one of the reasons I really liked it is because that was um, that came from the that was inspired by the movie La Jete, this French short film uh, directed by chris marker and i really I really love that movie. Um, it's it's something personal to me just because way back when I went to film school, that was the first film we were introduced to the class I was in first class I ever took. That was the first movie we were introduced to. And so um, I love La Jeté and, and I love 12 Monkeys. How that was inspired. And now the TV show. And I think the TV show has been just um, so good. Every episode has gotten better and better and better. Uh, and and I really enjoying it. Um, Lauren, what do you think of, of what they've done so far with the show? Uh, and how it's translated with, uh, or how it's compared with the movie.
0: I'm really enjoying it. I have been following news about the show since Sci-Fi first ordered the pilot. This would have been at least a year ago, if not a year and a half. I remember seeing somebody announce it on Twitter that Sci-Fi was going to make 12 Monkeys. Um, sorry, let me adjust my mic. That's okay. <clears throat> um, I'm really excited about it. I've I've been really excited about it since I first... Heard about it because I was such a fan of the film. I I was pretty young when I watched the film and it made such an impact on me. I mean, not like Matrix level impact, but pretty close because it is something that I had never seen before on screen. And what I loved about the film wasn't just this idea of Cole coming from like a post apocalyptic society, because that's, you know, it's been done a couple times, but like the idea of a time loop where. Like as a young boy, he ended up seeing his older self, you know. And for anyone who hasn't seen the film, I won't, I won't spoil that. But just the idea that, like, do you cause your own future? Do can you change your own future? And so in the film, they don't. They I don't think they can change their future. Mm-hmm. That's like the law of time travel in the mm-hmm. film. Yeah. So I like I wasn't sure how they were going to handle that in the show. Was the show just going to be? 10 or 12 episodes, like with covering the same content as the film, or were they going to do something different? And so I have been delightfully surprised every week to see that they are taking a very different approach to this story. I mean, the very first episode was almost verbatim what happens in the film. Yeah. (laughs) Where Cole meets this Cassandra character, although her name wasn't Cassandra in the film. Yeah. Um, I think it was Catherine. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you watch the first episode and you think, oh, okay, like, he finds her, she's doing a lecture, he kidnaps her, but then from there on out, everything was different, and I've, I really enjoyed that they were bold enough to take those kind of risks in telling this story.
2: No, I, I totally agree, and, and the, that's one of the things I kind of like uh, about the show is they've changed some things a little bit, like um, the character that, uh, I, I know the actress name, Emily Hampshire um she plays um oh why am i blanking out that's it's the brad pitt character in 12 monkeys they made oh, it uh, jennifer Goines. yes thank you jennifer Goines. and i like how they they changed it into a woman and i'm really liking her character uh i knew exactly who she was when they first when i first saw her and i'm sure you did too um you know it was just uh i think they did a really good job and i i really enjoy every time she's on screen i think her she plays that character so well um, but that just one of the things I really love about what they've done with the show and how they've altered a few things. And I really like the time loop thing. I, I love the time travel thing, and it's it's they've done a really good job of of really making it work. And it makes you wonder how far they're going to take this and how far um, how far the show is going to keep going. So to get into this uh, last week's show, so you know obviously we're recording on a Friday, so tonight's episode will premiere. But just getting into to last week's episode, it was pretty freaking crazy. Uh, you had uh, Cole at the end. I mean, spoiler alert! Alert! Hopefully, you've watched it already. Uh, pretty much getting killed, and he the, the, and the thing about it too was Cassandra could have helped or or made alter the situation, but he told her, "Don't do it! Don't do it!" So the way they left us, the cliffhanger they left us with was just crazy, insane. Um, Lauren, what did you think about that? That episode was,
0: in my opinion the best episode so far in terms of character development and emotional storytelling. It's so funny, you know, you you never know how much you're gonna get attached to a character when you're watching a show. And I feel very attached to these characters at this point. Um I think last week was episode seven, Mm -hmm. six or seven. And so You know, just like feeling the chemistry that Cole and Cassandra have and and seeing them in the museum and how he wanted to just stop and pause for a minute and look at the art and, you know, Mm. and dance with her and how she was like, no, no, we have a mission. But then you see that reverse at the end Mm -hmm. when she was like, oh, my God, I wish I would have taken more time with Cole. I didn't realize that that he would die. And like the fact that she knew she was sending him to his death and that like she could have intervened but she trusted him and didn't i mean that whole thing was just was heart wrenching and i like i cried some pretty like intense tears at the end of that not just like oh that was sad but like oh my god why did they do that <laughs> you know yeah it, it was it's was good
2: it, it really was it just i i watched it and i'm and and he that moment when you see, you you hear, you know the jets coming in to bomb where he's at because you know he's shot and everything, and he's down, and and everyone's dead because they didn't listen to him, and they opened the stupid suitcase, and and uh, I I would just kind of sit there going, wait wait wait, what just happened? Why why did Cole just die? And then I forget, you know, he's got the loop thing, and and then he goes back, and then it, you know it goes back, was it like a week later? And and he's sitting there eating, and I and I you know it's like you said, like she wished she had done a few things differently, and. You know she's sitting there like feeding him like crazy, and he's like, What's the occasion? You know, and and oh man, that was just so that was like that was really emotional. And it's like you said, like you've gotten attached to these characters, and and you have, and and I really have too. And 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 that's really such a credit to how they've developed the characters throughout the show and how they've this grown in this small arc. Like, just I, I think it's been w- done so well, you know, they, and I, I really like that. You know, the scenes where you talked about with him noticing, like looking at the the paintings and wanting to dance with her. I'm glad that they eased us into that and didn't just throw us in there at the beginning. Like, of course, he comes back and he wants to stop the virus from ever happening. But they didn't just automatically like, you know, it's it's he's not just like, oh, uh, this is good food and and I can do all the things I can't do in in my time. And it it wasn't just thrown at us. And they 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 subtly uh, put those things in there. And I thought that was handled uh, very, very, very well. Um, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say like that scene, it really gives you appreciation for the arts because he may, he probably has never seen a painting like that or ever heard music like that or ever had food, like the hors d'oeuvres that he was kind of hoarding. He took like the whole pile <laughs> of them Yeah, and it, it just makes you want to stop and pause. makes me want to stop and pause in my own life. Mm-hmm. You know, and just think, wow, I'm really going to savor this moment, not because some crazy virus is going to be released, but because like time really is precious. And I, I think that's what the show has really been demonstrating. Because Cole, up to that point, he has been all about the mission, like obsessively so. He'll kill anybody mm-hmm. for his cause, he'll do it, he'll do whatever it takes. And I think the more he spends time with Cassandra and he's like, starting to let her in yeah he is starting to realize like it can't just be about saving the planet it has to be about saving humanity and if you're going around killing everybody you're not really embracing like the truest sense of humanity and i think cole is starting to change the more time he spends in the past
2: that's a very good point So with everything that happened last week, um, man, that episode was so crazy. Uh, Any predictions? What do you think is going to happen tonight?
0: Oh, my gosh. I haven't read up on it. I haven't watched any clips, so I have no idea what we're getting into. (laughs) But I think Cole splintered right before the bomb was dropped on the building.
2: Oh, I didn't think about that.
0: So I think he's... Well... If they didn't stop the plague, I think he splintered. So he's back in the future. He's wounded, and then Jones is gonna like fix him up. That's a good. If one. if they did reset the timeline, then all bets are off.
2: Yeah, and which they could have easily done because uh, they've really done a lot of crazy things with this with this show so far. So just to give you like a word of warning, tonight's episode is called Yesterday the following episode of that is called tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, take that for what it's worth. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be really interesting, but I will say that I, one of the, the cool things about the time loop and the time travel thing I'm really enjoying is it seems to me, I don't know, maybe it's just me. It's, it's like the back to the future time loop type thing, how you can alter the future when you, or the past, whichever, when you jump to the future past, you can alter things. Uh, and I'm really, really enjoying that. I think it's, I, I think it's been really cool and, and, and it's, to go back what I, with what I originally said, um, I think they've done a really good job of handling this really well. Considering where the original source material came from, which was La Jete, the the French short film, if you watch that movie and you watch the show, a lot of things are very different, but they're very true to what who the characters are, and I really, really, really do like that. Uh, did you want to uh, add anything else off before we uh, finish the topic?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say the short film that Pete is talking about La Jete is on Hulu Plus. So for those of you that are listening and you're only familiar with the Twelve Monkeys film with Brett, uh, Bruce Willis, but you haven't heard of the short film, just look up La J E Jete, T E E on Hulu Plus and you can watch it. I I caught part of it the other day, but I have to like finish watching it.
2: I think you're really gonna like it. It's
0: um I also want to give a shout out to the showrunners that are writing. Um Terry Metallis and Travis Fickett. These guys are putting so much attention and detail in this show. A friend of mine watched, I think it was the second episode where we first meet Jennifer Goines in the mental institution. Mm -hmm. And she screen capped what Jennifer is wearing. And it's the same sweater that Brad Pitt is wearing. (laughs) Like it's a yellow sweater with this like brown stripe down the arm. And so I sent that screen cap to Terry, the executive producer, Uh and he was like, yep, we had that handmade just for her.
2: That's awesome. That is so so cool.
0: So, like to me, that means there's a whole lot of other stuff in this show that like is echoing back to the film that people might not even notice, but that these showrunners are like paying so much respect to, which I think is really cool.
2: Yeah, it makes me want to go back down and like and go back and break down like every scene to see what I missed and what I what I have or you know you know what I mean like I, I really want to see um I really want to uh, find out all those little Easter eggs that are in there you know mm-hmm. um but yeah it's uh such a such a good show I love it so uh yeah there's a new episode coming out uh, tonight it's you know this episode's getting released Saturday so it'll be the previous night but definitely check it out Twelve Monkeys is so so good check it check it out.
0: One other cool Easter egg that I want to take note of is in the film, the Madeline Stowe character, she plays a woman named Catherine. Mm -hmm. And in this show, they named her Cassandra. And there's a very specific reason that they did that. Do you know what that is?
2: I don't know, but I'd like to.
0: Okay. So I rewatched the 12 Monkeys movie a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And in Madeline Stowe's lecture, she is talking about something called the Cassandra complex which in Greek mythology was, I don't know if she was like a goddess or if she was a person, but she had the gift of prophecy. Mm. And so like this woman in Greek mythology, she would prophesy... She would, like, forth tell things that were going to happen in the future, but, like, no one would believe her, and so then she would have to watch these things unfold. So it's almost a, like, so the Cassandra person was known for, like, prophesying something and then having to watch it happen without being able to do anything. Mm -hmm. like the gods like trapped her somewhere where she couldn't change it Mm -hmm. and so it's the idea of like you know something bad is going to happen and there's nothing you can do about it which is very much what cassandra's character is like in the show She's in 2014 she knows something is coming and she can't do anything about it wow that's cool yeah man that's really really cool yeah i thought that was really neat
2: kudos to the showrunners for that stuff because that that's super uh, really you know detailed mm-hmm. wow, that's yeah really, really cool.
0: stuff that like you wouldn't think of but it's in there
2: that's awesome man good talk lauren that was awesome i really like i i love the show already but talking about talking to, to, uh, about the show with you is just like gets me that i'm more excited about watching the the ones that are coming out so
0: yeah i'm really excited to see where they take it you know are they going to solve the problem are they just going to keep sending Cole back but Cole only has so many jumps
2: yeah. left right mm-hmm. they, did, they did they didn't They uh, did make note of that and it really makes you wonder how much how much longer they can go with this so that's going to be really interesting now we're going to get into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
3: Agents Marvel's Agents of Shield. S.H.I.E.L.D. you know Ooh,
2: because what a,
4: ah! good, what a good transition
3: I
1: just did done <laughs> we're going to record it and use it every single time yeah <laughs>
2: Well, you know, I don't want to get back into Agent Carter.
3: So I haven't watched Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in a while. It's been a while. I watched the most recent episode. It's like number 11, right? I watched it this morning, and uh, what the shit is going on (laughs) with anything? There's like – Sky has superpowers now, and there's like a thorny zombie lady, and – Colson got shot, but he was faking it. He's like a theatrical director now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was his line? You're never going to take us alive. I love how he said that. It's so, no, that's it's so how corny. I knew.
5: That's I how it. I knew that they were faking it. I was like, okay, Coulson never you would say never that. say
2: that. So what's really going on? Yeah, that was no, that was really funny. I, I I think I laughed out loud pretty hard when he did that. It just it just didn't fit, but you know what he was doing, and it just made you laugh. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, uh, Lauren, why don't you tell us what you thought of this epi- episode this week?
0: All right, I had the e- express privilege of getting to watch this episode in a movie theater. Uh, there's a guy here in San Diego who rented out this kind of little indie theater studio space. And I guess they get cable, so we were able to watch it on a big screen. And that was really cool because the effects in that episode were amazing. Um, say, yeah. Let's see. Like, top, top moments. I loved seeing Skye's mom in the beginning. I really love that actress in Dollhouse, and so it was great to see her have more screen time. Um, it was really cool to see that she mentors in humans And it was kind of like a Yoda-Anakin moment. You know, and they were talking about, you know, he's he's young enough to adapt to what's going on with him, but he's old enough to to have the maturity. I thought that was interesting how like they were they they gave that kid a Terrigen crystal and like they let him turn into an inhuman. And then she was kind of like helping him through the process. And so I think it, it sets up an interesting situation because Sky is now turning into this inhuman and she has no help. Like emotionally, she really doesn't have anyone to lean on, and everyone around her is seeing the change as something bad. Especially what what Simmons had to say about it. And so I think my favorite. I mean, there were so many great lines in the episode. I love the Colson May shootout at the OK Corral. But um, <laughs> I think my my favorite scene, like the scenes that just completely gutted me emotionally was when Fitz was like, pushing sky like he was on the verge of tears and he was like you're different you're different like you caused the aftershock and then you know right away he covers for her and he lies about her blood sample that whole like at first I was really mad at Fitz and I was mad at him for like yelling at her because it wasn't her fault but then when he covered for her I was like oh Fitz oh Fitz you are the best so I loved it. I thought it was a really emotional way to kick off the second half of this season. Um, I thought it was really clever how Coulson took out Hydra and I really loved all the Baron von Strucker mentions because that really ties into age of Ultron.
2: Yeah. I, I, uh, I really, I, that's one of the things I really liked about, uh, the episode was, uh, Coulson taking a Hydra Godfather style. I thought that was pretty, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool how he did that. And, uh, It almost makes you know. I mean, we know he's a badass, but that just kind of you know reconfirms it. it, Reconfirms (laughs) it. Yeah. Uh, Amy, what did you think of the Howling Commandos picture?
5: Oh, you guys know how much I love (laughs) I love the Agent Carter tie-ins, any Agent Carter tie-ins, any Howling Commando tie-ins. So I was super stoked about that. I wanted to to pause it and. um, look at it closer and i just i watched the episode this morning so i haven't had a chance to go back but i wanted to just look at the picture and see if there were any easter eggs in there because that's what i do um can we real fast are we assuming that bobby is hydra
0: after that last no 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 no
1: yeah no i I don't think so no no she's definitely not (laughs)
0: but she is working for someone and I think she's either working for Fury and he wants his little black box back.
1: That's what I was thinking. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, she, that's always, kind of what I was theorizing. Because she talks about Fury all the time. I mean, she, at the scene in Puerto Rico, the last, last episode, she kept saying to Coulson, well, Fury would have a number of acceptable losses. Mm-hmm. Well, this isn't what Fury would do. Well, so maybe she's some- a fan girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's something about her always looking up to Fury. I wonder if she and Mac are still working for him.
5: Or if they just don't trust Coulson, if ultimately maybe maybe um, Bobby would have backed Max, you know, in that big family argument, maybe she would have backed Mac and she wanted to. And so maybe ultimately the two of them are so untrusting of Coulson and what he's doing that they're basically trying to return S.H.I.E.L.D to Fury and the way that they see that as happening is by getting a hold of the black box and maybe somehow discrediting Coulson like maybe the black box somehow ends up in Talbot's hand or ends up in um back to Fury, and they're like, hi, uh, we, I'd like to point out that we were successfully able to steal the most important thing in S.H.I.E.L.D. and get it back to you. So I'd like to point out that Coulson's not really good at his job. So I wonder if they're just trying to discredit him for some reason. I feel like Bobby's character isn't like that. I don't feel like she's super vindictive. But she's also a master of disguise. She is very good at hiding her true opinions and her true feelings. She does it for a living. And so I think it's very possible that we haven't really seen, uh, you know, a whole lot into Bobby's character and that maybe she really doesn't like how Coulson's running S.H.I.E.L.D. and maybe maybe that's where she's coming from.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I don't think that she would give it to, to Talbot, but I think definitely would have to send it to like to uh, Fury and be like, look, man, you left the wrong guy or you left S.H.I.E.L.D. in the, in the wrong hands. We got to do something exactly. about it. Come back we need your help, Dad, you know? <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that there's something going on beyond. I don't think that she's working for Hydra. I think it's just – I'm really – I'm, like, 80% sure she's just, they're going to bring back Fury in some way, even just, like, a, a quick hint or something like that. But um, it was interesting because I was totally sold on, like, oh, yeah, they have a support group. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. You know, I was totally sold on that. And then later at the end of the episode, I'm like, you bitch! <laughs> damn you! I was just starting to believe you! I thought I could trust you! And, uh, yeah, so, um, but I don't think there's anything Hydra-related, uh, I hope not, at least. That would be, that would okay, be a crazy good. twist. That would be crazy a crazy twist.
0: Freak out moment. Yeah. I was like, no, no. no they they no, wouldn't no, do that again. Cannot be Hydra. They wouldn't They wouldn't make anybody pull a ward again, and I'm pretty sure the showrunners have already said that online. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, that's not what's going on with Bobby and Mac. They're up to something, but they're not Hydra.
1: Yeah. Do you think they're trying to take S.H.I.E.L.D. for themselves, maybe?
0: I think they're definitely working for someone.
1: Okay. So you don't think they're whether gonna... it's
0: shield or whether it's fury or whether it's like another higher up in shield mm-hmm. who's like underground, but there's something that they want. And I watched the episode. I watched it twice or three times this week. And Mac gets the, like the ventilation layout of the base in the very beginning of the episode. Like he asks Fitz for the layout of the base and that's what she asks him for at the end of the episode when they're knocking back a couple drinks. She says, hey, Mac, did you get the, the ventilation layout? Oh, I
1: didn't even catch that, yeah.
0: I didn't so catch that either. So at some point, they're going to go through the ventilation system and try to break into
1: Coulson's safe.
5: Dun, dun, dun.
1: With Mission Impossible style, like, with <laughs> yeah, the cool. rope and everything. <laughs> wait, wait, I think I have to pay for that now. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Case want jump in on that?
3: Yeah, sure. I, you know what? I, I'll just take I think now is a good time to to kind of step back and look at look at the show itself and see like where it started versus where it is now. I think it's a good time for that because I'm not fucking I'm not up to date <laughs> that well on it. I've seen the most recent episode and I I saw like when uh, the British girl was at the bottom of the ocean. That okay. was the last episode that I watched. So uh, a lot
1: is um, a, a lot, lot has happened since. A lot has transpired since then. I'm a kind of getting bit. that
3: impression that I've missed a little bit. But it's it's weird to see like the humble beginnings of the show where it kind of found its roots with the Captain America movies and things like that. Or no, with the with the Thor movies. When when was Hydra introduced? So wait, your last
5: episode was the end of season one.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. If that's what if that's the episode I was referring to, yes. <laughs>
5: Lots, it's little bits
3: happened. A, bit. a couple of them, but I mean, it, it's cool okay, to see it. So ep- let me
5: just let me just clarify for you. Sky's an alien. Okay,
3: I <laughs> gathered alien. gathered that much.
5: He's dead. <laughs> um, Lauren, what, <laughs> Andy, what else? am I missing? Is that no. it? Fitzy's brain is jumbled. Ed, <laughs> um, He date. frequently hallucinates and sees knew, dead I knew, people.
3: I knew. I think I knew that. Bird. I didn't know about the dead. No. Oh, I. Maybe we did talk about the dead people. I don't know. I don't listen Gentleman. to our show either. I feel like <laughs> if I did, I would know. And it, What I'm getting at is is that the a show that started out as more or less a documentary about the desk jobs at S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> has kind of evolved into this whole thing. It's now its own uh, kind of self-contained supernatural show now. And it has all these really in-depth plot lines and these really complex characters. And it's really cool. And I wish I knew more about it. <laughs>
1: So now you're gonna go now home. gotta go now home, and I to binge the first <clears throat> half of the season. Now I gotta go back and watch the second season. Dude, it's, it's good. I did that this past week. It's good. Okay, liking it a lot. Really back into it.
2: So so jumping real quickly back into this episode, um, Andy, what did you think of Rain's transformation and how she looks? Hellraiser. Different.
4: <laughs> She's Hellraiser, dude. That's what it is. She's
2: what did you think of that? Yeah, Andy?
4: she she doesn't look freaky at all. Um, <laughs> uh, I uh, I um. I like uh, what they did with her. I think that it's kind of—it's a. Raina has been, you know, you don't really know if she's a villain or, uh, or a hero. She, I like that she's kind of an anti-hero. You never know what to expect from her. So chaotic neutral. She, it kind of, it's kind of—it's kind of sad. What? Nice reference. I was saying chaotic neutral, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of felt sorry for I her that it. she you know she wa- she was the one who really wanted to go through this transformation and, and embrace who she was and sky was kind of like no I don't want to and then you know she's the one that ends up looking like well that and sky is just like oh I can shake the earth now and whatnot so <laughs> i'm sh- I, i'm not sure what who she's supposed to be i still think she's an adaptation of the the reina character from the comic books it, she's a mutant in the comic books so i guess you know what they did was because she's so minor, i don't think that Parker would be like oh we're Grasses now because you used her but i think they're doing some because she looks very similar to what reina looks like in the combos kind of like a bird animal if you know what i mean so but uh, no but that was so intense to watch and the thing was that i wasn't i wasn't prepared to, to, for how emotional this episode was going to be so that by the end it, i was like this is this was just too much for me <laughs> i can't handle television <laughs> like this on the 59. uh but uh, no, but I, you know, I've loved this season so far, so much so far. So I'm, uh, you know, every episode has been pretty good so far.
2: So <clears throat> adding on to that, the the Reina and, and the emotional part of that, uh, Lauren, what did, uh, where do you think Reina's character goes from here?
0: Well, she's always been, what's the word? She's always had shifting loyalties. She will go with whoever is going to further her goal the most. So, you know, it was really sad to see her contemplate suicide in that episode. And I think it was a really honest look at people who feel different, like when they don't have anyone to support them, like the the way out that they try to find. And so it was really heartbreaking for Sky's dad to say, well, then don't live, you know, mm-hmm. and like she was so disappointed that that the goal that she had been searching for her whole life revealed something that she was not prepared for. And so one of my favorite scenes was, I think the character, his name is the reader, the guy with no eyes. When mm. he came in and like night crawler status rescued her at the end mm, and yeah. he called her beautiful and he told her that he would help her. And so, you know, I think the Inhumans at least for the rest of this season are going to be a neutral party. I don't, think they're going to be necessarily against shield or for Hydra. And so I think it's going to be a really cool. um, I think it's going to be really cool to see like what he teaches Raina and how he teaches her to accept herself. I don't think she'll ever be a hero. I don't be, you know, because she just, I don't think she has it in her to be completely selfless. That's just not her character. So I think I think, I think it'll be a really good perspective on how people can learn to love themselves, even if they look or sound or act totally different than what society is prepared for, which is a really deep theme to talk about on television, if you think about it.
1: Yeah, this, this whole episode was just crazy emotional. I mean, like, just fresh off of Trip leaving the show, you know, um, and just, like, uh, I think just going back to what you said originally, this the scene with Fitz, um like, cause you know, he's, he's frustrated with himself and stuff like that. And, and so with sky and then to have it all culminated to that. And they're like, you know what, we have to, you know, support each other. And there's a lot of like, you know, uh, support on the show. Now everyone's dealing with, with, with the death, you know, the loss of a comrade and as well as, you know, their own personal things. So, um, even Simmons is like, you know, all this is my fault, you know, like I should have stopped the plague, you know? So it's, it's a very emotional episode. I was very happy with all the dramatic
2: scenes in this, in this one. So with that said, um, Amy, I want to ask you this. Now that, Hy- well, Hydra was kind of, at least in this episode, it seems like they were taken out. Who becomes, is, is are we still tracking down who's left to Hydra? Um, who becomes the main antagonist now the rest of the way?
5: Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, I think when you kill four slash five, I think it was five Hydra heads at once. That's going to be quite the impressive comeback when the heads do grow back. Um, I, I don't know. Ward is still out there. We don't know what's happened to him. I'm assuming that the magic heads of Hydra at the magic Hydra table, which I, do you go to Ikea and just be like, hi, I'd like a Hydra, Hydra logo table. Like, I yeah, was like, okay, I, who I made check that? And you whisper, didn't have an issue.
0: Hydra. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Radio Shack. I really wouldn't be, ama- I wouldn't be amazed if uh, Ikea deal. was involved. <laughs>
5: Um, but I, it's weird to me that that they would... I mean, obviously, they didn't kill him all off. There has to be more Hydra, and I'm certain that there are. Did anyone else pick up that the one guy didn't drink the wine when everybody else did? Did anyone else find that as possibly some sort of foreshadowing? Like, Which the four of them died?
1: About? Oh, yeah. The scene initially,
5: when they're all sitting around the table and uh, the first time we see the the like heads of hydra of the round table sitting sitting down and having wine the one who ended up being the shot caller and killing the rest of them at the end of the episode it didn't drink wine and then he's killed by hunter but i wonder if he's not dead or if something has has transpired I don't know. I feel like I feel like for some reason that was a bit of a foreshadowing because he was the only one who chose not to drink the wine. At first I thought he was going to poison all of them. You're but about I don't know if about just... the List. Yes? His name Didn't is they... Wasn't he, the one... Wasn't he the one who died?
0: No, he's from the end credits of Winter Soldier. He's working for Baron Bonstrucker. He's like a top, top, top Hydra head. And he doesn't care if all the heads get cut off because he and Von Strucker are working with Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Did you guys catch that in the episode? I
2: did not catch that. I was
1: gonna say, okay. I, I did catch that he didn't have he didn't he didn't partake in the wine, but I didn't know exactly what that meant. But yeah, you're not you're not crazy. I I did see that too.
0: <laughs> if you guys rewatch okay, so the explain. episode, okay, if you guys rewatch the episode, just rewatch that very opening scene with all the guys around the table. The main guy, he has an accent, he has kind of darker skin, he's like maybe sixty. His character has is in the Winter Soldier post-credit scene with Baron Von Strucker. He's the one talking to Von Strucker, and they walk past Loki's staff. And he asks Von Strucker, oh, what does he say? He says something like, what about Hydra or what about S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh. And Von Strucker mm-hmm. looks at him and says, we'll keep feeding Hydra to S.H.I.E.L.D., Like we don't care if they if SHIELD keeps taking out different Hydra cells because we have this whole other plan over here. And that's when he says, like, what about the twins? And he says the Age of Miracles is horrifying. That's the guy that didn't
1: die in this whole Hydra thing. Man, did not put that together. (laughs)
5: Thank you, Lauren. Thank you so much because I was so confused, and I appreciate. <laughs> Lauren is the definition of it's all connected. <laughs> she puts all the strings together.
1: <laughs> strings on me. There's no strings Those on strings. Lauren. No strings
2: <laughs> on Lauren. <laughs> but she's all connected. Damn it! You my joke. <laughs> you gotta that be quicker sense. than that, Andy.
1: I know. I know you're on the Flash podcast. You run it, but gotta be quicker than that, man. <laughs> Does that make
0: sense? Do you guys understand?
1: Oh, yeah, it totally makes sense. Totally know what you're talking about now. Absolutely.
0: So that, like, it's really interesting to, like, because you can look at what's going on in the show, but then you can pull way back to look at what's going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now. And it's cool because the films are now, or these shows are really allowed to tie into the films. Whereas before they had to hide what they were doing and then Winter Soldier had to, like, reveal it. Now they can full-on connect to the films, like without having to hide anything, which is really cool.
2: Wow, man, that was awesome! Great job, Lauren. That was that's <laughs> good. Good catch. <laughs> good catch. Lauren um, oh, is a true Miss Marvel here.
4: <laughs> she really is. She really
2: is. Um, so I want to end it on this. Uh, I talked to Lauren about this uh, this week, and that was I, I saw a lot of complaints about Ward not on the show, and I know there's a very big contingent of Ward fans um I'll, I'll admit that he's kind of grown a amazing character i've enjoyed his arc you know what he's what he's gone through what, how we've seen him as a, a shield agent then hydra then whatever he's doing now um andy let me start with you what do you think of him uh not around right now and, and what do you think it adds or doesn't add to the show
4: um can you ask me that question in a second i yeah need to mute my microphone for a second oh. so i'm um, asking sure, in sure. The okay uh lauren why don't you go
0: um, you know what? This is going to sound awful, but I didn't realize Ward wasn't in the episode until a few days later. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like Ward. I think Brett Dalton is a really great actor, and I really enjoy like seeing his tweets and stuff. But like in terms of where they're going with Ward, I mean, he's, he's on the lam. He's off the grid. And so, I mean, Coulson straight up tells him, you will never be a part of this team ever again mm-hmm. because the betrayal was just so bad. So I think, it, I think it's weird that he was such a strong part of the team in season one. And now he's like not even really on the show. I don't know. That is interesting. I don't know, I don't know where they're going to take his character because he's not Hydra anymore. And he's not S.H.I.E.L.D. And he, if he tries to redeem himself, he has a lot of demons to like sort through before he can come back.
2: Amy,
5: um, I think ultimately there, there's kind of a, a few different ways to look at this. First off, Ward, we wanted to see him redeem himself so many times. He had so many opportunities to redeem himself, and with the exception of protecting Sky, and I think he really does truly care for Sky, he. And, and, you know, he tried to do his best to save Fitzsimmons. But ultimately, the reality is, is I feel like Ward is, is, is unfortunately irredeemable. I don't think that he, he's a good person. I think he ultimately is evil. And I think a lot of the fans who are into Ward are, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's a huge amount of intelligence behind, you know, Wanting to get the character redeemed, wanting to see where he goes, wanting to see him grow. But um, I, I, I think that there's also a certain level of the fans who are just into Brett Dalton. And it's kind of the Loki complex. Everybody loves Tom Hiddleston. Everybody loves the way he plays Loki. Loki's a fascinating character. Um, they're both attractive actors. They're both interesting characters. But I feel like people grasp to their um, attraction and admiration for the actor and uh, what's the word I'm looking for they they kind of imprint that onto the character and so people are wanting Ward to be good because they like Brett they want Loki to be good because they like Tom Hiddleston but the reality is both of those characters and Loki definitely is a lot more but both of those characters are evil Loki has done terrible terrible things Ward has done terrible terrible things. Um, think about what he did to his brother. There was no remorse in that. There, there. That's what scares me about Ward. Is that Ward is not remorseful about anything that he did. Even with Fitzsimmons, he was like, "I like you guys, but I'm going to follow orders." You know, he could, he could have saved them, and he did his best to protect them. And I feel like that was his moment of attempting redemption but i think the reality is that's as far as he's going to be able to go unless he's able to to turn sky and not turn her necessarily but unless sky i guess is able to turn him i really don't think that we're going to see ward redeemed and i think that there's a certain amount of the fans who just really love brett so much that they're kind of imprinting brett onto ward and negating the fact that ward realistically while i hope he's redeemable while i would love to see a redemption story i don't think ultimately that he is i think ultimately he really is not a good person and we want to assume that you know he has a tragic backstory and he does and we want to see him be redeemed and we want to see him be a good character again but ultimately i don't think we're going to yeah and And, um, it frustrates me a little bit to see Exactly. It frustrates me a little bit to see people who are so into wanting Ward to be good that they're negating the fact that he is evil. Or people who are so into liking Tom Hiddleston and liking that he's attractive and liking that he's a great character. And don't get me wrong, Loki's a fantastic character as an evil guy, but he is ultimately evil. He has done horrific, terrible things. And so I think that's kind of what some people are neglecting to to notice and they're just kind of letting it it you become two, one person but they are two separate people so ultimately I didn't mind not seeing Ward in this episode um I really like Brett Dalton I think he's a great actor I think Ward is fascinating but I think Ward is evil I do not think he's redeemable I, I it would be if they do it properly good but ultimately I think Ward is not a redeemable character I think he's a villain
2: yeah I, I totally agree and I, I for me uh that's one of the things I actually do like about his character is where he's at now. Like I, I I don't, for me, I don't think I'd want to see him redeemed. I think I like where he's at right now. Uh, you know, in a crossroads with the team kind of, you know, at times, um, manipulating sky still. Uh, and, and I, 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 I think his character is fine where it's at. I don't think he needs to, like you said, be redeemable. I don't think he needs to do anything else. I think if they keep his character where he's at, um, I think he's fine. Doesn't need to add add any more to the show than what he already has. So, those are just my thoughts as well on Ward. Um, I'm yeah. back now. Oh, okay. Is uh, so Andy? Did you? Uh, what did you want to add to uh, about uh, Ward? Well,
4: here's about Ward. Okay, so here's the thing. I um, I've had mixed feelings about him. And I know there's a strong fan base out there for him and for Brett And I agree with what um, what Amy was saying about that. They that a lot of people you know they like Ward a lot because of the actor who plays him, you know, I think Brett is, he's so lovely and all that. And he's like, he's nothing like Ward. So, but I, you know, I don't know if I would say he's irredeemable. I think that there's, I like the fact that he's an anti-hero. I kind of like that. And for me, I've, I've always wanted to see him kind of be like the Punisher of that, of that universe. You know what I mean? Because I don't know if you will ever see Punisher soon, but I think that Ward has kind of all of the characteristics of being a good Punisher type of character. And I like that he, is kind of like you know, bet- you know, between g- both and so. And I think that the way they're writing him and uh, portraying him, I think it's it's working. So, I think he can be redeemed. But, I, I don't know, I, I hope to see him soon again on the show. I know was going to be gone for at least, what was it like, one or two? I saw some people were really upset because he wasn't in the premiere. But, but think about it, he was shot like four times. You know, you're going to need some, some rest. <laughs> Or, or in Oliver, or you know, you know what? They're gonna pull an Oliver Queen, and all he needs to do to come back from the dead is some urban freaking team. So you know, <laughs> you know if if Oliver come back t man. The... Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, so I don't know, but I I'm enjoying him. I want to see what they're going for him. It's so hard to determine like, because for the other characters you can kind of predict a little bit what's gonna go on, but with Ward. You have no idea, like, is Skyward going to happen? Is he going to die? Is he going to go full-on evil? Is he going to, I don't know. It's a good. And so I
5: think, Andy, you and I kind of have the same point. If we want to see him, if we want him redeemed, he needs to be redeemed really well. It needs to be a really well-written story. Ultimately, it has to be, it has to be written well. It can't feel like they just, oh, we're actually going to make him good again. Like, it needs to be written well.
4: Yeah. Oh, damn, guys. I'm sorry. Am I allowed to do breaking news? Sure, yeah. The Supergirl oh, no. costume has been
2: revealed.
3: Oh, shoot. I the see what? It. Does The what? The what, what? The Supergirl. Supergirl costume.
2: The Supergirl oh, costume. Oh, that. Okay, I dig that. That's Let's very re- uh, returning. Ah,
5: Twitter's taking forever to load.
2: Don't worry, Matt. I got you talking. I love covered. how I am like, oh, hurry oh, up. news broke.
0: Let's go to Twitter.
3: Can't type. Ooh, type I like it. I think Thank those are just Halloween costumes. these are Halloween costumes. Yep, hold on. Casey,
2: search for a better. We're working on it. Uh, I like it. She looks good. I like it. I like it Pete, a lot. I'm going to turn your laptop. No, I've no, 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 almost got it. Just wait.
3: Just be patient, Matt. I've almost got it.
2: This pod—this pa- podcast just looks to have a hat. Wait, me. no, that's not <laughs> it. Shit. Oh, as you can tell, we're all looking up the image right now. She looks awesome. I give up. I'm I looking like at Pete's
4: It's taking forever to load. Okay, it yeah, looks okay. very Man oh, of Steel with that dark blue. It does. Oh, my good. God. It is amazing.
2: Ooh, is, that, is, that Still a, loading. is that a nod to the movie? Buffering. So, uh, uh, audience, if you're listening to this right now and you haven't noticed, <laughs> you should probably
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should probably look up the new uh, Supergirl costume right now. It looks pretty great. Yeah, it's the Supergirl o- equivalent of, like, a black Robocop. It's pretty cool. Post it. <laughs> it's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, it's, pre- it's What's pretty posted? cool. I'm so sorry, I'm- I'm, I'm so waiting
4: for to it to load. load!
3: I'm still amazed that there's no mid-drift on it.
4: Hey, worry. hey. Um, I- There's she no mid-drifts on superhero
0: <laughs> costumes.
3: <laughs> Not
1: that we're requesting it,
4: I, we're
0: I,
1: just surprised. I
4: thought
3: that was like a-
0: Running high heels.
3: <laughs> I figured that was like a staple of the Supergirl costume. Every Supergirl costume I've ever seen has had an open mid-drift, and this one seems to be very- drift Mid-drift. Drift-drifts? Why do they call it's it a mid-drift? It's drifting. Krypton Does it Gamer drift? That seems insulting.
2: <laughs> Man, I'm digging that costume. Oh my god, she looks
4: a little bit like Amy in this photo. Who? Who? What? Amy! She looks a little bit like Amy in this photo, but just blonde.
3: Cena uh, Nerd exclusive Amy is <laughs> Supergirl. Bam. Oh shit. <laughs> it's <laughs> out in the open now, um, <laughs> Amy. There are two oh, photos! Oh right now. Oh, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> this There's, is exciting. Oh my, Ah! Someone might have just copied and pasted. It might be the same photo <laughs> twice. Oh, calm down. <laughs> oh, This is so good.
4: good. It'll be okay. It'll Everyone, be okay. head over to supergirlradio.com, uh, Twitter's uh, supergirlradio at Twitter, and oh retweet the heck out of that because that is amazing. Oh my- I, oh my god, this is extraordinary. I
1: want anyone to react to everything that <laughs> yeah. I do with 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 that amount of excitement. I
3: wish that I could go through life with that. Dad that made spaghetti. You made oh, like- spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There's two
0: <laughs> spaghettis! Oh my god, there are two of them! <laughs>
3: there are two. Oh man, these look, these look oh really good.
0: Oh my god, she looks so good. This is going to be Wait, good. What's All going right. on? Why are you saying there's two of them?
1: There's two of them.
0: There's oh. like a headshot and there's a the full, full body, body shot. shot yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, oh yeah, I knew that. Cause my name's Lauren. I knew that all the time. <laughs> Hashtag, it's all connected. <laughs> no strings on me.
0: Like, where
5: can I get her boots? Because I mean, her... this is gonna happen.
2: So you know you where have do to. I get her boots? So, so Amy, you know you have to cosplay as this at Comic Con now, right? It's gonna. It's gotta happen.
5: Okay, but see, I need to. I need to clarify something. I would love to cosplay about everything, but there's two main issues. The first one is the press rooms that I do. It's generally not considered professional. Like, if you go into a press room, there are very few press folks dressed up in costume. And I think if everybody did it, it would be okay. But I think for the most part, um, or, you know, if it's appropriate for the show, like if I showed up as Nyssa in the Aero press room, I think it would roll really well. Um, But there's definitely a level of odd stereotype about it. There shouldn't be. But for some reason, it, you know, it just kind of comes off as slightly less professional. It shouldn't, but it does. Um, And then two, main issue... I am broke. I cannot sew. <laughs> um, if you wanted me to do the Supergirl costume, I'm pretty sure that the most I could do is I've got a navy top and a blanket that's red.
2: Um, <laughs>
1: hashtag I nailed it.
5: <laughs> I should, oh my god! You know what? That would actually be really funny. Like homemade, poor, poor person, no sewing ability or like anything. Like I should just go around like household cosplay. <laughs> and, I'm so i don't know but i would oh. love to do that if someone wants to make me a costume i will wear it to press rooms well, see, i don't Amy, care People what can you do is
3: i'm on it like, <laughs> Amy for pre- i'm so Amy honest for press
0: rooms you just do an everyday cosplay so like all you need is a long sleeve blue shirt a gold belt a red skirt and red boots or even black It's like boots. subtle
1: but they get it yeah yeah
0: so like you can go in a press room without being in full costume but you're still able to, like, nod to the shows that you like to watch. Hmm.
2: Yeah. That's
0: well, what I, mean, I do I certainly... when I go to Disneyland.
2: Oh, okay, cool.
5: I could certainly do, like, um, I think if I did any Agent Carter stuff, I think for me that I would be okay with. I feel like it's a little less costume and it's just, I mean, it's clearly Agent Carter. But it's not super costumed. I think the main thing is that it's distracting to to other people, to to other people on the carpets, to the actors and whatnot. And um, I also, maybe it's just been a couple bad experiences that I've had with the people who have been cosplaying. And, you know, actually this is, now that I'm thinking about this is probably it. There have been a couple experiences I've had where there's been like the super and I'm going to be really stereotypical, this super stereotypical blonde girl who's dressed up as Supergirl. And she did, and she hogged the interview for like three and a half minutes after the guy was literally standing there trying to pull her away. And she like just wouldn't pay attention. And like it was bothering the crap out of me. And so every time I see these kind of like tall blonde Barbie girls cosplaying, quote unquote, mm-hmm. it really bothers me.
3: God, the worst. So maybe
5: that's it. Maybe that I feel like the people who I see cosplaying in press rooms are the people who are doing it because they're playing up the stereotype. And I don't like that. So maybe I should break that and show up go. as a super, like, fantastic cosplay. You and should be like, show what? up. You got a cosplay in the restroom? Nissa. You, you should
3: show up as Megatron with a microphone. Like, <laughs> like, everyone's being very serious, and it's just Amy in the back, like, beep, boop. <laughs> <laughs> What are your current job prospects, beep-boop? I don't know what Megatron sounds like. He doesn't say beep-boop, but yeah. But he's a robot, though. Oh, All man. robots say beep-boop. Of course they do.
2: So there are no
3: integers on me.
2: So that was uh, <laughs> that was our TV talk interesting and interesting. breaking Supergirl news. So.
4: I'm so, so I'm the worst No, no, no.
2: That was awesome. <laughs> no. I mean, no, I mean, no I mean, what are, are we, you talking about? No one was going to break that story, man. You brought it home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was, was great. great. Thank you. The enthusiasm, you, you sold it. You killed it, Andy. That was amazing. <laughs> this is why you're on the show. <laughs> um, uh, all right, so all right, so we're gonna get into our uh, usual stuff, which is our classic movie TV TV picks, where you know the huge, yeah, where the we give use. you our favorite uh, either movie or TV classic pick mm-hmm. uh, that we love. So uh, we're gonna kick things off with you, Andy, since you're our special guest today. Um, give us your movie or TV pick uh, for this week's show.
4: This week, okay. Uh, this week, uh, so he's a, okay. So it's TV or movie. Did he TV know about movie. this
3: ahead of time, Pete? I did, did you know ahead I'm, of
4: time? I'm, my computer is so messy. But I'm looking for the random sheet. I'm so sorry. Like I said, I'm not a good. Yeah, this is why. Not <laughs> no, <person>. no. <laughs> no, we should have no, prepped you. No,
2: That's
3: no what it is. we don't. We do this. All right, Pete does this every. I'm not gonna say we. It's definitely Pete's fault. He does this every <laughs> single time we have a guest on. He's like, and hey, now. The new person who has no
1: idea what we're talking about. What's your favorite movie you ever? Go. <laughs> I think it was Amy that said, wait, what are we doing again? <laughs> that was the best reaction uh, ever. Well,
5: because he, he puts like in the rundown, he's like classic movie picks. And I was like, I assumed that that was That's like a simple. segment you guys did. And I'd like contribute and be like, yes, yeah, so I have seen that. Or no, I have not in fact seen that.
4: Awesome. You're, you're me. But where can I get those boots? <laughs> That's the only thing you're thinking about. <laughs>
1: I think uh What? I have no idea where this is coming from. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, audience and listeners, I'm a little scared right now. (laughs) (laughs) I think I peed a little.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right.
1: Back to the task at hand. So
3: uh I could go if you want me to. Yeah, okay. Andy will go last, so he has Andy, time to think Andy, of something. Take, take a few minutes. Don't worry yeah. about it. All right, so I was watching uh, the Oscars, as a couple dozen people also were. A couple dozen. And, uh, and uh, Jack Black was kind of in the opening. He sang a little rendition. I was like, oh, man, I, I like that guy. He's a cool guy. So I went on Netflix, and I typed in Jack Black, and uh, and Bernie came up. And Bernie oh, is uh, kind of dark, darker, uh, got, a, got an indie-feel comedy to it where Jack Black Jack – Black, plays the friendly town mortician as most small towns have i guess yeah. and friendly uh, is a key word there. and like everyone knows his name and everyone thinks he's a good guy cuz he helped bury their great aunt or something like that i don't know and um and uh, he he kind of takes a turn he takes a turn for the worst it turns out yeah. to not be a good guy maybe maybe it's a good movie who knows it is it a great is movie. A good movie it's yeah. very yeah. it's very well critically acclaimed. and uh,
2: if you want to see basically if you want to see jack black in something completely different yeah. that's that's the movie to see so, nice, also, nice, funny.
3: also, if you if you don't like that, there's all there's always not your libre you can fall back on. <laughs> so.
1: And if you do like seeing Jack Black in his
2: normal it's in his native natural, environment, natural, natural, natural habitat. Environment, yes. habitat, there, that's what I'm
1: going for. All, <laughs> all
2: right. Um. Okay, Matt. Well, why don't you?
1: Um. I'm gonna go with a little something different. Um. Instead of a TV show or movie in particular, I'm I'm picking um a stand-up comedian. His name is Hannibal Burris, yes. and this guy is so funny. He has a, he has a special up on Netflix, uh, live in Chicago, and um, man, that thing is so funny. Oh, actually, no, it's actually not on Netflix. I think it's on demand if you have uh, Xfinity. But mm-hmm. uh, search for it all over the internet. It's great. Uh, I picked up his live album, and uh, there are some uh, segments in there that was not that didn't make it to the uh, TV special. Uh, he has like three or four different comedy albums are right now. His name is Hannibal Burris. We'll, we'll put in the notes uh, online when you guys see, uh, click yeah. on our, our, our show. And um, so funny. One of my favorite uh, bits from him is he talks about throwing a bachelor party in New Orleans where apparently for only $300, you can, uh, as he says, fuck up traffic on a day's notice. And uh, yeah, he does that punchline 20 times better than me. But um, Hannibal Burris, he uh, he's, you find him on Netflix, on demand. Check him out. Uh, his albums are awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been doing stand-up <laughs> since like 2007. So he's a he's, he's, uh, he's very funny. Shout yeah, out I, to
3: the Eric Andre show if you haven't seen it. On, yeah, he's on the an Eric
1: Andre show. Um, I think he was on Comedy Bang Bang for a couple of episodes. And <laughs> uh, if you watch Broad City on, on Comedy Central, he's uh, one of the uh, friends of the girls in that show. So uh, super funny, super cool guy. Uh, look him up.
2: All right. Uh, Lauren. Okay,
0: I have two classic movie picks this week, and they are a, a tie for me. But Stargate and Dune.
2: Ooh, Ooh Dune. Very cool. Wow. I like good that. Mm-hmm. I haven't Very seen good Dune things. in a while.
0: Stargate <clears throat> and Dune. Stargate is on Netflix. Dune is not.
2: All right, so red box that, people. <laughs> <laughs> red box, actually. It's All right, so, internet uh, kung fu. Yeah. Uh, Amy.
5: Uh, I have a recommendation for a show that's currently on hiatus. It is a show that started last summer and will be back this June. It is called The Last Ship. It's oh, on yeah. TNT, stars Eric Dane, Adam Baldwin, oh, yeah, um right. Travis yeah. Van Winkle. It is a superb television show, especially in the midst of summer when there's like nothing on. Um, but it's it's it is an edge of your seat thriller. You will love watching it. You will be completely engrossed in it. General premise is that while this Navy ship is off in the Arctic with a scientist, while she literally collects samples from birds, um, the entire world has been dying of a virus, very uh, dawn of the planet of the apes. But in this case, we discover very quickly that the scientist who was at, uh, you know, with the birds is actually trying to solve the virus and they end up finding what they believe could be the cure to the virus. And the only way for them to create a vaccine is for the ship to continue to basically sail around the earth and avoid people who know that they have the potential for the cure because the reality comes down is when the entire world is falling into anarchy, whoever holds the cure controls the world. And so that's kind of where it comes. You've got a whole Navy ship in a Navy protocol where there's no longer a government to control them. And I think it's like, uh, six million people have died because of this virus. Some of their family's dead. They can't let anyone know that they're still alive. They can't contact their family. It's a great show. Really well done. You know, it, it brings up some great questions. And I actually got a chance to, to interview the cast and writers Back at WonderCon last year before the show aired, and the thing that grabbed me to want to watch the show is the main writer, he sits down and he goes, this isn't post-apocalyptic, this story isn't post-apocalyptic, it's apocalyptic. It's what happens as the world is ending. It's not a hundred years later, seeing what's become of the world, it is watching it fall apart now. And what happens and you'll watch the show and you'll sit there and you'll go, I can't believe they just did that. How could they do that? You will be completely irked out. You will never, ever want to go on a cruise in your entire life again. <laughs> and you will. That will make so much sense after you watch the first episode. Just, just Google uh,
3: Carnival Cruises. You'll never want to go on a
5: cruise ever again. <laughs> but it's on a, it's on TNT. They're now streaming all the episodes. You have to have a cable connection. Um but they better put it on Netflix or Hulu because it's really a great show. And it's only 10 episodes. So, again, the, the power of those, like, like the hundred or the last ship where they are only 10 episodes or so um, is that you can really binge watch them in one weekend. And it's very binge watchable. You guys will love it. It comes back this June um, and they'll be at WonderCon.
2: Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for that, Amy. Uh, Andy, do you have a pick?
4: A uh, pick for just a TV show at this point because I... Because of what, ha- because of what happened with the, the Supergirl costume, I so many people are messaging me now and so and so. I <laughs> once again, I will, I will understand if you never want me back on the show. <laughs> I'm just going to say that everyone should be watching Jane the Virgin. It's okay. surprisingly okay. so yes, fucking good. Yes,
0: totally agree with Andy.
4: Awesome. And yeah. it's killing me that it's still gone. So hopefully it will be back soon. <laughs> All right. It
0: it comes back on Monday.
4: Oh. Re- Never mind what I just said.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Jane the Virgin. Good pick. Uh, all right. So my movie actually sticking with your Jack Black theme. Yeah. I was up last night and Orange County was on. Oh, and I, yeah. I, I, forget, right. I forgot how awesome that movie is. Good And how movie. hilarious Jack Black is in that movie. So, yeah. Uh, Talk about Orange quintessential County. Jack Black performance, yeah. yeah, Orange County. Most definitely, Orange yeah. County. <laughs> Tenacious D. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I guess so. So um, okay, oh, yeah. so that is going to do it for uh, <laughs> this week's show. Thank you for listening, as always, uh, Andy. Thank you so much for coming on. We really enjoyed having you on. Um, you know, check. Out really, the...
4: I messed everything up. <laughs> listen,
2: <laughs> listen, man, you're much too
3: hard on yourself for things that we do all the time, like like getting oh, off yeah. track, maybe like getting blown up on Twitter. Like that's fine. We do that. We do that constantly, man. You're a great addition
4: to the show. Yeah, awesome. Oh, thank, well, thank you so much.
2: Yeah, and, and uh, you know, like we said, go, go check out the Flash podcast. It's really, really cool. They do such a good job of breaking down every Flash episode. I mean, you watch it and then you get another fix from it. So it's just, it's, uh, it's great. Uh, so that is going to do it for now. Andy, tell them where they can find you uh, all over the interwebs.
4: Uh, well, you can find me on The Flash Podcast where you know you can also um, occasionally also hear um, Amy and Lauren along with my full co-host uh, Scott Murray and Adam Holmes uh, on uh, the com. You can find me on my personal Twitter, which is – I don't know. It's kind of a boring account. So if you want to follow me at Anibabagged, go for it. Uh, I also write for TVOverMind.com where I review and cover a lot of shows. And I'm sure that after this I'm going to probably have to write an article about this costume. <laughs> so uh, I know what I'm doing. But um, – I uh, no, I also I also do uh, I, I even though I don't do that podcast, I'm a producer of it. But you know, Supergirl Radio, uh, which you know uh, is it, a spinoff sh- show from from Flash, uh, Flash podcast, and um, and yeah, so you can find him over at, at Supergirl Radio on Twitter and uh, SupergirlRadio.com, and um, yeah, there's that's where you can find me. Awesome, thank you, uh, Lauren, Amy, thank you again for both
2: coming on. We always love having you guys on. Uh, Lauren, why don't you tell tell us uh, or everybody that's listening where they can find you at?
0: Thanks for having me. It was always fun to spend some time with you guys on a Friday. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Lauren underscore Galloway. I also co-produced the Assembly of Geeks podcast, which is Geeks Assemble on Twitter. We also just launched our Instagram, which is also Boom. Geeks Asse- Actually, our Instagram is Assembly, assembly, of, assembly Geeks. of Geeks. Okay. Twitter is Geeks Assemble. Instagram is Assembly of Geeks. Um, I, I guess also- we could change it. We probably should. We probably should. Um, yeah, I also write for the EW community. So you guys can find me over there. That website covers everything. I'm currently recapping Jane the Virgin. I'm going to do a piece on the new show, Dig, probably this weekend. We cover 12 Monkeys. Any any show that's on TV, we write about it. So come comes to have there. And I also run FanCastic TV, which is fantastic.wordpress.com
2: awesome uh amy uh please tell everyone where they can all find you as well
0: Uh, you can find me on twitter at instagram at amy
5: underscore marie 97 Um, i also do the assembly of geeks podcast with scott and jeff and those are now coming out every wednesday night uh used to be tuesday nights and now they're out on wednesdays um and just generally fangirling over the hundred which if you haven't all watched it you should watch it (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, uh, I'm hiding it's under actually the desk. and i know Jesus.
5: i i brought this up like weeks ago but it's it's honestly and this is how you know it's good it is kicking Arrow's ass right now that's really? how good it is wow. like it's on par with the best of arrow season two it's
3: Ooh.
5: superb storytelling it's awesome. really good it ends next week so i don't really know how i'm supposed to survive seven months without it because it's it's just it's one of the most fantastically creative and brilliant shows out there ever
2: Awesome. So, um, alright, so Casey.
3: Uh, they they know me. <laughs> they know where to find me on Twitter at Via Blast and on uh Instagram at shit, what's my Instagram handle?
2: <laughs> Facey Cranko? What Pete
3: said. Facey <laughs> Cranko.
2: Macy Macy Danko Face
1: Date yeah. Macy Shape. Sineci uh, Bedenko. Z- oh Stop god.
2: it! You're, you're embarrassing me <laughs> P-, P-, P F Cranko. T- yeah, P-
1: Macy
3: Gray. <laughs> See, it took it took me so long to switch those letters, man. I can't do it as fast as you guys. Fifty
5: Shades of Gray. What's happening? Fifty there? Shades <laughs> of Franco. Ooh.
3: That's the new one. You
1: change it <laughs> right now. Yeah, that's
3: changed. That's gonna change. That will change.
2: Oh my god. Oh god, um, Matt.
1: Oh, you can find me at Twitter. I am at uh, I'm Salzy. I am S A L Z Y.
2: and you can find me at Pacing Pete on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at Cena Nerd, Facebook, uh iTunes, check us out. Subscribe, like us. Tell us what you like, don't like. You can G- you can email us. I was going to say you can Gmail. Us. You can. You can do I guess that, that works too. So That works. Well, that's
1: what you use. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gmail, yes. Uh, for the Gmail. Yeah, scene letter n nerd dot, uh, at gmail.com man i am like off right now say, i want to say, say that one more time seen <laughs> letter n nerd at gmail.com there that's oh, nailed one nailed it hashtag uh all right so till next week uh have a good one dvrs oh yeah you have a dvr use it
4: bye 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 facebook <laughs> gmailing gmail gmailing oh my
5: So so I work in a clinic,
3: and we have to get- Wait, wait, wait!
4: Everyone be quiet! We have to end the show! (laughs) Press the button! (laughs) Thanks for listening to CNN Nerd. Find even more geeky podcasts on geekspeaknetwork.net
2: Oh my god.
4: (laughs) You better keep all that in. Press the button! (laughs) You suck so bad.